Hey friends and podcast listeners, before we get into the show today, I want to share with you a random fact about the feather duster. So apparently, the correct way to use the feather duster is before vacuuming your room. So using the static energy from the feather, uh, you collect dust at different heights and angles. We will then sweep them to the ground, then start the vacuum process. Welcome to episode 8 of Misfits. This is the podcast where I speak to the rebels, the troublemakers, and some cool folks in Singapore. Try to see things as how they see it and learn from them. So some of these individuals include Dr. Loretta Chen, who is the consultant for the Kingdom of Bhutan. And we also have Kevin So, who is one of the most sought-after ad men in Singapore, quit his job at the peak of his career, and brought his son Dylan to the TED stage, not once, but twice. Our guests for today are two ladies who are the founders of a social cultural magazine, Staple. Other than the fact that they are all both beautiful and intelligent, they are also 21 years old and living in different time zones while creating this magazine. So we explore into the world of publishing, finding content, curating them and selling them, explore the idea of being a youth and maybe why one should also work before entering the university. So without further ado, Welcome everybody on this mini episode of Misfits. So the reason why I say uh, this episode is mini because it's only audio. So we wouldn't be able to see how beautiful or monstrous looking these folks are. Uh, <laughs> I mean, actually, the real, the real reasons are... Uh, is because I met these folks uh, four days ago and uh, they're leaving next week to the UK. So we so we scramble around and we decided to just do it. So we're here today at uh, Liba Studio. Aaron kindly allowed us to use the space. So thank you, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> and so you must be wondering who are these uh, elusive folks that I'm speaking of. So um, let me describe them to you. So today, uh, two very lovely young, and I mean young because uh, they only recently turned adult, and courageous ladies so in front of me, two of them, um, they had recently launched their magazine staple at the deck. So um, we have um, Clara <laughs> and Emily. Is it? Hello. Hi. <laughs> 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 we're very new. Yeah, sorry. We're very new. Yeah, so yeah. How, do you, how do you feel uh, after the launch of the, the event uh, at the deck? We are very happy with the turnout. They um, actually a lot of people turn up, and we actually have um, in, an installation mm-hmm. and also a few music acts. So people actually stayed on for those, and it was a nice catch up for a lot of people from the creative industries. And we also got to meet a lot of a lot of the people who have been sending emails or uh, DMs and messages through Facebook and Instagram who are interested in the magazine. So that's always it's always really nice to put um, a face to a name. So that's great. But um, Moving on from the launch, we actually have to settle a lot of things financially and also because we are going abroad. Um, two of us are actually living abroad. Myself and Ping, we are actually studying in the UK. Mm. So um, we'll be leaving next week. Actually, this week. Oh, yeah, this we'll week. be leaving this week. Oh, yeah. So we actually have to prepare for the next issue because we are biannual. So yes. the next issue will be launched next spring. Right. And the theme for the next issue will be the Objects of Delight. Objects so, of Delight. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So we actually settling stuff for the next issue and also business-wise, we want to make sure that all the numbers are correct, everything is telling, <laughs> our stocks are right. The inventory is driving us crazy. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, like, I, I, well, like, the next question is the big one. So, like, why do you agree to, you know, come down for this uh, uh, episode, to this uh, to do this podcast? You know, I, I, I ask this question because partly I find it, uh, my actions to be rather random on the day at Bravery. <laughs> and, also, and also pleasantly surprised you guys, uh, yeah, you guys yeah. agreed to it. You know, what was, how, is, how do you guys feel like on the other end of this interaction? I think for us, we are constantly... Um, looking for opportunities. So we thought that it would be quite a good opportunity to actually speak about what the magazine means to us mm. and the very fact that we think um, not many people are in our position to be able to publish a magazine at our age and also perhaps they would like to do something that's um, meaningful to them but right. they feel that they have a lot of um, struggles or a lot of difficulties to reaching their goals. So we thought it would be quite interesting to share about our story Hopefully, it will reach to those people and those people will be inspired to do something creative or interesting that they have been wanting to do. I think that's for... Yeah, the definitely. Yeah. But also, because we really like podcasts. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, do, you, do you even went to the website to just see yeah, the legitimacy like, of... Her? <laughs> right. Because, like, you just... Because we met in the cafe, yeah, and we were waiting for Uber for around like five minutes. Then you came up and told us that you had a podcast. Okay, so yeah. okay, so I, I need to explain the story a little bit. <laughs> I was working at uh, the cafe, and then was what this uh, three ladies uh, stand up and, and leave the cafe, all holding uh, a staple, uh, a bag, and it's like, how, how many times in, you know do you have three <laughs> person wearing carrying the same uh, tote bag? <laughs> So I was like, okay, they must be well, they must be with the magazine and also the I think on the launch. So I went up to say, Oh, you know, like do a great job on the on the on the launch and uh, and then I went back working and they went to wait for their um, Uber. Yeah. <laughs> and then this great idea struck me that hey, you know what, maybe we should do it. <laughs> so we're like, yes, why not? Because I think we are quite spontaneous people too. Yeah. Yeah, we're very open to like to trying new things. Yeah. So like we've never done a podcast before, so why not? Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, I hope, I hope this is going to be uh, enjoyable for you. Yes, so maybe before we start, maybe both of you ladies like to give an introduction of yourself and uh, so we can get familiarized with your voice uh, and uh, maybe a random fact, your name, and uh, a random fact um, of yourself. So, you know, like, maybe I'll start. With, uh, my name is Brian and uh, I add two eggs and uh, chickpeas this morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'm Emily. Uh, I am supposedly the marketing director of SIPO, but I do many other things within SIPO. We are pretty much like interns of SIPO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm currently working in K+, which is a curatorial space uh, in Scott Square. And one random fact about me is that I have this bad habit of sleeping really late. And I sleep like really late as in like 3 a.m. Yeah, even when I'm very tired, I can't sleep unless I run through certain things in my mind before I go to bed. bed. Yeah, and it's a very bad habit because I can be very tired, but I still have to run through those things in my mind. It's borderline insomnia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it is it like a the the so. meditation process that you go through to calm yourself before going to, to bed? I think so. Yeah, okay. there's always constantly a lot of things running through my mind, but it's more of like 
very random things like, okay, what do I have to do like tomorrow, tomorrow morning or like, uh, if I have to say, because like, when? she's a very introspective person. Emily's a very yeah, introspective person. Introspective. So she, a, a lot of times, like, her mind is always clouded with chalk. And yeah. you can think like even though when I'm talking to her, I can see that she's thinking about something else or so. Right? <laughs> oh, and, she, yeah, and, she, and she just has like a lot of things on her mind. So yeah. I think like at the end of the day, like thinking about what she has to do the next day helps with like, you know, clearing some of yes. those thoughts. Okay. So yeah. it's, it's like um it's like gathering a lot of data throughout the day and then at the end of the day I have to like kinda like sort them into boxes and to make sure that Tomorrow I can function well again. <laughs> in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, my name is Clara. I am the editor in chief of Stable Magazine. I'm actually a full time student, so I'm studying in the UK. I study history of art with a minor in material studies at UCL, so that's the University College of London. Um, so a fun fact about me: um, the very first sport that I was taught to learn was actually ice skating, even though I live in Singapore, because <laughs> I live in the East, so there was a skating ring at Kalang, so it was very nearby my place, and my dad thought like, oh, ice skating seems like an interesting sport, like we yeah. should send our kid to go learn ice skating, and I was only five years old, I couldn't even ride a bike, I couldn't swim, but the very first thing my parents thought that I should learn was ice skating, because definitely we live in Singapore, yeah, we so have lots cool. of opportunities to skate. <laughs> So yeah, I think that's one of the interesting facts. And when I tell yeah. people that they, they, they don't believe me, they're like, are you sure? I'm yeah, like, Clara's yeah. not very uh, sporty. I don't look very athletic. <laughs> she, she's not. She's not. And the interesting part is that she not only knows ice skating, she does like yeah, martial I, arts before. Yeah. Yeah, but you couldn't tell like from you the couldn't tell from right, right, like, yeah. 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 So I did like, I did Wushu when I was in primary school. Is it Chang Quan or? Yeah, I did Chang Quan. Oh. <laughs> and um, I, I also swam competitively and then I was also in dance for the longest time. So What kind of dance? Um, Contemporary dance. Yeah. And then Chinese dance for a while. Yeah. So it's uh, bite-sized information about myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ice skating. I mean, um, yeah, correct. I mean, are you still good at it? I mean, if it were to bring you to the ring. Um, I can make my way from one end to the other. <laughs> With a jump, maybe sometimes. No, probably, no. Not. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Okay, so uh, maybe a, a quick story uh, of the of your yourself, uh, each of you guys, um, from your childhood to arriving at adulthood. You know, just a quick three minutes. Whoever that wants to. So, I mean, Clara, you spoke about your ice skating adventures. <laughs> okay. I guess I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll okay, start why don't sure. you continue that story? I actually have a younger brother. So, growing up, um, I was always very active. So, I was sort of dragged into doing Ushu because of my brother. Because in my primary school, I was pretty well known for martial arts. And my brother was really good at it. So, he was actually invited to um, trial for the national team. Yeah, so he's pretty good at it, and they are actually they were lacking of um female <laughs> players in the team, so they were like, oh, um, so everyone in the team who has a sister has to join the school team, and the excuse was that oh, um, we need it for a performance, and it's our uh, our school's um hundredth anniversary, so I was from Downan School. Yeah, and um, I was like, okay, fine, it was just for one performance, like, let's do it. And after the performance, they were like, oh, the competition is coming up. And since you already know the routine, you should totally sign up for the competition. Your brother's doing it anyway. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I got dragged into it and I was uh, I was always very occupied when I was in primary school and I had really short attention span. I think my parents were really worried. Yeah. Because I always miss classes because I always <laughs> I was always so occupied with my CCAs. I was in dance, I was in Ushu and then I was in um public speaking. Oh at the same time. Yeah, and I was also a prefect. All at the same time and I did swimming. And so like a lot of times I missed my afternoon classes because like I had to go for performances or training. And my parents are like, what are you doing in school? <laughs> yeah, I just spent all my time on my CCA. So after that I continued dancing and um I actually DSA'd into um my secondary school. So I entered my secondary school through dance. Yeah. And um I but I stopped dancing after that. Um I actually went to a polytechnic and I did arts business management where I met Amy and Ping, who are also um, part of Staple Magazine. Mm-hmm. So we all met in Polytechnic while studying Arts Business Management. And while we were there, um, there's actually two different specialisations, mm-hmm. um, performing arts and visual arts. So, so the three of us actually studied visual arts. So yeah, so that's how we met. And that's like a brief story so, yeah. of okay. how we met. Yeah, how we yeah. met too. Oh well, yeah, so... Yeah. Then? Uh, I think... Uh, what Kara said about me is very true is that I'm quite an introspective person. Um, I'm quite reserved and quite quiet. <laughs> I suppose I, I think since I was a child. So, um, I think I spend most of my time alone, but not so much in a... You know how like people might see being alone as in something that's very like depressing or something that's not very... like It's quite sad. But like, I think since young, I've always enjoyed being alone. And like, after that I grew older, I become a lot more extroverted. And then after that, when I was in secondary three, I remember I visited a national museum. And then that was how I decided that I really wanted to work in a museum. Yeah, then afterwards, I, I like Clara said, I, I met her in arts business management because that was the way for me to actually be closer to the arts and yeah. for wanting to be working in a museum. Yeah. So over there, I met Clara and we worked on a few school projects and we realised we can work really well together, including yeah. Pink. Yeah. So after that, we decided to come together. Come together. And also because all of us have very similar interests. And one of the reasons why Staple is a social cultural magazine is because mm. we feel like our interests are not limited to just the arts, even though we met in like an arts business management yeah. course. Yeah. So we are very interested in other cultural activities. And it's not just fine arts or visual arts. It's also theatre, dance, yeah. books, And the thing about us is that we are constantly... Um, Having very, I would say, quite interesting conversations. conversations yeah. yeah, so the very, like, the reason, as in how Staple even came about is that we were just having a discussion, a conversation, a random conversation uh, in Coffee Bean. Yeah. And then okay. we were just discussing about our thoughts about life. Oh. <laughs> in yeah. General, and we were only like, I think we were 18. 18, then. Okay. yeah, we were just talking about school. 18 is a good age to talk about life. <laughs> life yeah, so you, it's kind of like a cross path for a lot of people at the age. Yeah. So you know, just thinking about what we're going to do after we graduate, just thinking about what we like and what all, is it all that, the similarities that we, that we have. have. 
yeah. yeah. And what what makes what brings us and our friends together? I think that's yeah. one of the questions that we always ask ourselves is yeah. why do like certain group of people just tend to gather together yeah. or work together? Yeah. And we find that we have a very interesting group of friends and they're not limited to people who are working in the arts. I have friends who just started a fashion label mm-hmm. called Inventory. So they're two sisters and then we also have friends in music. Our friend from the same course recently started yes. his own record label. Yeah. Yeah. And he only re- releases his music on tape as of now it's called middle class cigars mm-hmm. so we thought like we have a really interesting group of friends and an interesting pool of people and we all like reading and writing yes we all like reading and writing yeah and, and even, talking and yeah. about <laughs> very big topics in life that we don't have answers to and i think that's how staple came about yeah we felt like we had a lot of questions about life and yeah. about or the world about, around yeah, us just the world around us yeah and we want to address all these questions in the magazine form yeah. yeah, and the fact that we think that all these questions, it must not be just us thinking about all these questions. Yeah. It must be questions that people around the world ask as well. Yeah, yeah, which is why Staple it's a it's a platform for for us to reach out to all these people also. Yeah, to just uh to be part of a greater dialogue. Yeah, that's ha- that the world is having. Yeah, yeah, so that's how we see. Yeah, but I'm curious to know then like what is the the topics or questions that you were asking at that coffee bean. <laughs> Oh, can you remember? Like example, youth. So one of the like, like we said, at eighteen, you are at a transitional stage. stage. So you're sort of like becoming an adult and mm. stuff like that. And that's why our very first team is the designers of youth. And so we are wondering how, mm. what other people feel about that. And for yeah, myself, yeah, I felt like I've never really had like um, I was always treated as a young adult by my parents. So yeah. it's um, very modern, yeah. modern parenting. Yeah. So, like, my parents always like, oh, these are your responsibilities. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's a generation thing. I mean, my parents are the same as Clara's parents as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, we always wondered what, what youth means to other people. And I feel like, mm-hmm. some, we were talking to a few other friends. I was talking to a few other friends before I had the, this conversation with Emily and Ping. And they were saying that um, they felt like there's this sudden need to grow up to do a lot of adulting, you know, yeah. to like manage your own finances, yeah. Yeah. go yeah. to the bank in the morning, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And so like, but both of us, like the three of us felt like for us, youth was a very different experience. And among the three of us, youth was a different experience. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we wanted to know like what other people thought of youth. Yeah. And also because media or like films always have a stereotype look at film. Uh, at youth, sorry. So, like, youth is always romanticized. Yeah, it's like a nostalgic era. People always look back yeah, and you always think that is the best time of their life. And then while, while you were in it, while you were in it, what, what were you thinking? I was just thinking, is it really Sucks, gonna, gonna be go the, to the best time of my life? <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling so much in school and then I'm, sh- I'm just thinking about all these big questions. I just don't know why all these adults keep telling me like, it's the best time of your life you should enjoy it but I, yeah. I'm just like okay yeah. I don't know that's true um, <laughs> yeah or the fact that a lot at 18 what you feel is like a lot of adults question the decisions that you make yeah. or you feel like oh but a lot of times at 18 you think you know what you're doing but to Perhaps people who are more senior, they're worried if you know what you're doing. Mm. And sometimes, like, youth is looked upon as something that is very reckless. Yeah. yeah. And it's a period where you're trying to find yourself and stuff like that. Yeah. But what if not all youths feel this way? What if youth is not always experienced this way? And so, like, for one of the articles that I feel like really stood out to me is actually the very first article in a magazine called Dadu. Dadu's. 
yeah, so it's this guy from SOAS. He actually sent in this article and he talks about Boyhood, which is a great film. But he talks about how, yeah, he couldn't relate to it because he he didn't grow up in an American suburban family. And um, even though he grew up in Europe, he's culturally and ethnically, he's um, Bangladeshi British. So his grandparents were migrants. And therefore, because of his cultural background, he had a very different growing up experience that's not similar to his friends who are white or Europeans. Yeah. yeah. So he thought that there was a need to explore this kind of narratives outside of the mainstream. And a lot of times, these are also being done, but maybe academically in like um, critical essays or stuff like that, but not in a way where it's relatable to people. And what that's one of the reasons why he wanted to write this essay and share a little snippet about what happened in his youth. So I, I found that article really interesting. Like both of us really yeah. like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is why that's like the first... No, first article. Well, was there was there a decision that you know like okay I want I mean, was there a split decision or was that concise you know or everyone's like this is the first article. In terms of like deciding <laughs> yeah. where we was... slot in the articles, oh, okay. it mostly is done by me. Yeah. Right. So, but I think everyone pretty much agreed. Yeah, we all really like okay. that yeah, article. Okay. Yeah. Was that your favorite article as well, Emily? That's one of my favorite articles yeah. in the yeah, magazine. Yeah, quite a few. That interesting one that yeah. stood out. There's another the one. Is that all the submissions that we have received, and as in all the submissions we have agreed to be in the magazine, they are all unique and mm. intriguing in their own way. Mm. So in terms of favorite, I think like each one of them has their own like our own favorite. Yeah, our own favorite. It's quite hard to pick, yeah. and still, I yeah, intriguing and interesting in a way that. Uh, the few of us, we, we read a lot of magazines and we've never mm. seen something that's similar, uh, a similar article to Dadu, Dadu's house. Oh, and um, how would you guys describe each other personalities? Because you guys have been long-time <laughs> friends, right? Quite. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, also the, the, the change of, 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 of uh, uh, you know, after yeah. coming to adulthood, was there a change in personality or yeah. was it, you know? Quite the, still, still quite the same. Uh, are we adults yet? I think the interesting about personality you brought up is um, Emily has an interest in the Myers Bridge test. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Have you heard? Have you heard of it? This is the INFJ kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a very. I'm, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. So know she, that's what she reads up a lot. It's like her, her no, past that's my. It's okay. a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Okay. So like, yeah. do you try to uh, like hack it and hack get it. get different answers sort of? <laughs> I tried multiple times, but I always get the same answer for oh. myself. Yeah, and we always talk about because the three of us have done it, and we know each of our personality type. We always talk about our personalities in relation to the test. Yeah, because she knows so much. <laughs> like when she meets oh someone, she'll be like, that person is definitely like an INTJ. I know. Yeah, but, I, sure. but I, I definitely don't mean to like box them up into like categories. Yeah. But yeah. it's just a very interesting like way of like seeing people sometimes. But of yeah. course, I don't, after someone tells me he's a INFJ, I don't like, okay, so you must be a certain, certain, certain. You must make certain choices. Yeah, you must make certain choices. I think people are ultimately still unique and like yeah. different. You, yeah. you can't be boxed into like categories. Yeah, yeah, and also yeah. it might yeah. change too. Yeah, yeah you yeah. might change uh, yeah. according to like and the, the environment. And the thing is, all of us were actually very skeptical of personality tests. Yeah. yeah, we were all very sceptical. and So only M, M was No, she's sceptical too. I'm sceptical. Oh, that's why you read more. I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She read more. Oh, that makes me want to yeah. like the end. So that's why like, but 
among all the tests that I've done, and this is actually the most nuanced. Yeah. And schools actually make you take it before like oh, applying. Yeah, my school yeah. actually encouraged me to take it before applying for like my university course. Okay. To see if like what I'm choosing is gonna fit my personality. Interesting. That's it's slightly off. <laughs> what I'm oh. studying now is actually slightly off from what I'm. But they don't make the decision for you. Yeah, you, you make it work. Yeah, but like I really feel like the test is is very it's the most nuanced that I've tried, mm. and um, I think it makes a lot quite of accurate, sense. Maybe. Yeah. Do yeah, like logical like. Analytical people like us make a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. And so, would you say that you see each other uh, as the test results is, or you see each other differently than the test result? Um, differently, both ways. Both Definitely ways, both yeah. ways. I think what really stands out is that so they are, uh, with the test you actually get four alphabets. Yeah. So it's the I. Or E, mm. which means you are introverted or extroverted, extroverted. and then there's an N or S, which yes. is which is intuitive or sensing. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then there's, there's a F or T, yeah. which is thinking or feeling, and then there's a J or P, which is judging or prospecting. Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah. So, so all of us have got a pretty similar, similar. combination. Okay. And what is the greatest oh. difference? Oh, similar. Is that um, both me and Emily and I we are T's and yeah. Ping is an F. So we are thinking people and she's yeah. more of a feeling person. Yeah, but uh, you know, on another end, um, Ping and I, we are J, judging, judging, which doesn't really mean we are judgmental people. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, good to clarify. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Judging, which means we are people that likes to plan things ahead, we likes to have okay. to-do lists, a yeah. to-do lists, yeah. And yeah. Then, on the other side, Clara is prospecting, which is P. She's yeah. more like, uh, I work on the flow. Yeah. Oh. She's more going with flow and like not so much of like agenda. She's more flexible in the sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but not to say we are inflexible. Yeah. And do you think more. that each, <laughs> each other have changed a little bit throughout the years that you Yeah, definitely. Mentioned? I think I think so. For the better? Yeah. <laughs> For the better. Always looking towards the better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, know, I think yeah. I can like as a friend I can tell that both of them have grown up ways yeah and I think also because all of us before we started university so for Ping and myself mm. we actually worked full-time so I think mm. working full-time and being in like a, having a real job actually makes you grow up really fast yeah, yeah it does yeah changes a lot of your perspectives yeah yeah we um, recommend that for, for getting a job uh, really quickly before you go to uni I would recommend yes. getting work experience. Yes, definitely. definitely. It changes yeah. the way you see things. Yeah, it put things into perspective. Yeah, it does. And in, in what sense? Uh, so, for example, if you're at a place where you're graduating from junior college or polytechnic, you're not sure what you want to study or what you want to do in the future, I think working at a job actually puts a lot of things in perspective because you're starting, you're getting your own income, mm. you're no longer relying on your parents. Yeah. So you know what is important to you, what do you really enjoy, and it's when you work with other people, what, what, what are the things that tick you off yes. that you might not have known, you mm. know? And yeah. It's only in a working environment that you find out all yeah. of this little nitty-gritty stuff. Yeah. So I think, like, for example, I was quite anxious about studying art history because yeah. I've always been passionate about art. We'll come to that. Yeah. So like, but at the same time, art history is a course that none of the local universities offer. Oh. It, it is offered at NTU right now as a second, as a minor. Minor. Yeah, as a minor if you take English literature. So you can take it as a minor. 
But always studying something that it's a humans based or social sciences based is always viewed as something that's not like you don't have a very bright future ahead of you yeah. or as many financial opportunities mm. or job prospects because what it is really is I yeah. mean, you go teach right yeah it doesn't yeah. look that great and that's what most Singaporean think like yeah. you, you just teach like if you do psychology or philosophy it's always seen as something that oh what, what are you going to do with a philosophy degree that's true yeah but I mean and my parents were quite worried too but they were always very supportive okay. so I mean working in an art gallery. So I worked in an art gallery before starting university. It, so you knew going to the art gallery, you want to pursue art history. Yeah, already. correct. And yeah, I actually haven't applied. Yeah, but you, yeah. you, you talked about working, it with your, yeah, your parents correct. and yeah. parents were worried. So for the longest time, I knew I wanted to do art history. Yeah. And they're like, okay, if this is what you really want to do, then go ahead, we'll support you. Mm. Yeah, we are fully supportive of what you want to do. Mm. And um, I think working in an art gallery only made me more certain that I actually really want to do a course or an undergrad degree in art history because I know that's something that I'm really passionate about. Even though I have to work really, really long hours, um, the pay might not be as great, but I still feel happy and I still feel fulfillment. So that's why I think like getting a work experience is always very important because a lot of times we have um, a certain idealization of what a certain job might be like. Mm. So a lot of people think like, oh, I, I might really enjoy working in a law firm. So let me go take like a law degree. And after like studying really hard for your law degree and you graduate with like a first class, you, you start working at a law firm, you realize that the environment doesn't suit you. Like, you know, it's a really cutthroat environment. It's not easy, um, the long hours. And then you start to think like, should I have done that law degree then? If like I had another interest in say like geography, yeah. So I think like having a work experience put into context a lot of a lot of things, and also if you are uncertain if you really like something, and to know whether you really like something is when you're able to give your all, and not complain about it mm. or. You know, or think that you're making a lot of sacrifices. Mm. I think that your sacrifices are worth it. So, yeah. y y in your sense, uh, to get the job is really to test this assumption that, say, yeah. for example, you want to study this subject. Yeah. And then you take this assumption and then you try to work in this environment that maybe after your degree you yeah. will be yeah. and experience that first before yeah. truly committing to three years or four yeah. years in that degree. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. And also, in a school environment, work environment, people treat you very differently. Mm. So in a school, I think in most Singapore public schools, like throughout primary school to like polytechnic or JC, we are very, we are in a very sheltered, comfortable environment. Yeah. Of course, we are being pushed academically, but I think sometimes we, it's, a lot of us don't have to set up of our personal boundaries. And at a workplace, you are expected to step up. Um, yeah, you're responsible for a lot more things. Yeah. And so then you get to know your own limitations better, your own strengths and your own like weaknesses better too. Hmm. Yeah. And so like for you, you would say that after seeing the downside of, of the, the degree, you still truly want to commit yourself to taking a degree because you really enjoy yeah. doing the work that you do, knowing that that's the downside. Yeah. I think so maybe people who haven't, have the job work experience wouldn't know the downside and if the downside is way too big yeah. then maybe they should rethink what yeah. they should study yeah. uh, commit themselves for three years yeah yeah. and for M you, you didn't choose you didn't further study right? Uh, I wanted to continue my studies but I realised that the current job 
is something that I really want to explore. Mm. So I decided to stay on for another year before I pursue my further education. So yeah. what was the thing in your mind right now? The <laughs> Just like what Clara said, what are you going to do with a philosophy degree? Oh, so, so yours I, is yeah, philosophy. Thought of yeah. pursuing philosophy. Yeah. If not, most likely uh, something to do with writing. So maybe mm. communications. Mm. So these are the two degrees that's in my head. And after uh, you work, or still working, yeah, still uh, working. has that changed or...? Uh, or are you leaning towards one over that I still, you I know, think it has, it's a big question. I think it has spurred me to want that degree even more. Which one? Philosophy. I think it's hard <laughs> to I like both. Okay. I think uh, after working in, like working full-time, I yeah. realised that what's really important, like what Clara said, it's really about whether or not you find f- fulfillment in job and whether or not you think you have grown personally and professionally. So mm. I think like after I've worked in a, a proper job, yeah. I think I've come to realise that I really neglected like certain things I used to do, like for instance, like reading very rigorous texts that I used to enjoy a lot. And that makes me take a step back and wonder whether or not like this is the kind of life that I want to live, which is just working and not being able to stay in contact with what I originally loved, which is like philosophy. So I think in that aspect, I have decided that I really want to pursue something that I really enjoy, which is mm. like philosophy, reading like very rigorous texts and like writing. Yeah, so that's more for me. Okay, yeah. so it's still a question to answer uh, for yourself later, yeah, whether it's philosophy yeah. or yeah. writing. Um, all <laughs> yeah. comes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, if I'm wrong, so like now that Staple have launched, um, does it doesn't mean that you know I can go on the website and you can, you can I can buy it and it ship to me in like two weeks. Uh, is that where is that right now? The stage. Yeah, we currently have delivered our stocks to most of our stockies, mm. so it's currently stocked at Emporium of the Modern Man, mm. uh, which has an online store and also a physical store, also at Books Actually. Uh, we are also working out a deal with Allscript, mm. which is a major magazine distributor in Singapore. Yes. Um, also, Magpie Magazines. Mm. We dropped off at Magpie Magazines. So, Magpie Magazines is also available online. Yeah. We'll also have our own web store, but that will come out by the end of this week. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, so, so, yeah. So, yeah. Quite quick. Yeah. So, we're trying to... That's what we're trying to work yeah, trying on to right now, actually. The iron out the details for the mm. website mm. and also shipping and like online sales and how that will work out. Mm. Yeah, so we are also trying to get distributed in the UK since two of us are based in the UK. So, yeah. Uh, so that's your job when you go back. Yeah, that's our job. So we're definitely <laughs> going to go knock on doors and like go to different bookshops yeah. and ask if they're keen to distribute the magazine. So, yeah. And if people would ask about Staple Magazine, like how would you describe Staple in a sentence? Staple is a social cultural magazine for the curious. Yeah. That's Staple in a sentence. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then if you have now three sentences. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stable is a social cultural magazine for the curious, and each issue explores a different universal theme. Yeah. And Last sentence. Uh, <laughs> we celebrate diversity. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. With our content. So what we try to do, like I said previously, is we try to bring in international content. Mm. And of course, we always have um, 
a certain amount of pages set aside for local contributors because I think that's very important. Yeah. Yeah. So, but and you consider local contributors uh, Singaporean or the UK? Because Oh, Singaporeans. Okay. Yeah, because we're all Singaporeans. Right. Yeah, like all Singaporeans. <laughs> even though like, we're based in different places, yeah. but the magazine, the main operation of the magazine would be based in Singapore. Okay, yeah, got it. Yeah, so local contributors, Singaporeans. And the, can you tell us about like, a little story of the idea, idealization uh, of Staple to like now? Like, I mean, sort of like maybe a Chinese oh, yeah. story? So it started. Well, we, you talked about it at Starbucks, right? Yeah, so that was, yeah. Like, yeah we are, but that was two years yeah, that was two years, almost, yeah, what almost three two years. years ago. Yeah. And the original idea for Staple was a bit... Was it Staple? Was it called Staple? Well, it wasn't called Staple. It was, it was, it was, it was a, a different, rough idea. It was, it was a different name. Yeah. And it had a, a similar idea in terms of bringing ideas together, but it was much more introspective, more of a journal. Yeah. Yeah. And it was also due to the limitations of our resources. Yes. So the four of us were not designers. And we did not have a designer on board. So that was what we had in plan. Mm. And soon after we had that talk, we actually, we all went on internship, right? Yeah. yeah. And like internship took, took up a lot of our time. And so even though we wanted to get the magazine out and get it started. So started, it was a magazine already? It, it, was, a, it was more of a journal. Journal. Yeah. A How journal. would you describe a journal? Uh, it was called Ours. So yeah. O-U-R-S. So it's a much more introspective kind of journal that you want to go okay, through. So journal class. is more like when you write it, or is it? Uh, uh, no, it's the same. It's the same idea. So it's like you print it. It's a, it's a book form. It's, it's a book form. Yeah, it's like a mag. It's a magazine yeah. format. It's just like much, much more text. Yeah. It requires yeah. more time for you to sit it down yeah. and oh, digest okay. it. Yeah. Okay, so less yeah. less pictures. Okay, so there yeah, we go. Less. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So hours, and then you got the internship. Yeah, yeah. Correct. So. Went on pause. Yeah, it was. On yeah, pause, on pause. <laughs> for like a long time. <laughs> we really want to get back and like start working on the magazine, but we just didn't yeah. have enough time. Yeah. And it was also because uh, we had to apply for our universities. Mm. Yeah, so that we were really swamped. And then, then I was working at Michael Jensen Gallery, which is based in German Barracks. It's this German gallery. And then uh, one of the solo shows that I worked on while I was there is a Singaporean artist called Wong Lip Chin. So he had a solo show called Thousand Dimes. Mm -hmm. And I actually worked with him and his brother, Aaron, who runs um, the design studio we're actually having this podcast with. Right, Liba Liba Studios. Studios. Yeah, correct. Another plug for it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So both, um, I worked really, really well with both of them. Yeah. Yeah, especially Aaron. Yeah, and usually for... For myself, when I was working at the gallery, uh, a lot of time my contact would just was just with artists. Mm. So rarely I worked outside with designers. So sometimes right. we work with photographers on one-off basis, but it's mostly to document the exhibition. Yeah, so you get to meet this yeah. great designer that you love. Got Aaron, and we we hit it off immediately. And um, he saw some of the stuff that I've done, and he saw that I did a uh, zine. A zine. Yeah, and so he was like, "Oh, it's pretty cool. Like, are you interested in publications? Like, what's yeah. this about?" And I was like, yeah. So you have already wrote some stuff? Uh, no, I actually did a bit of photography on the oh, side. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so I did like a zine. And um, he was like, oh yeah, this is pretty cool. Um, and I'm like, yeah, so you're interested in publication? What's what's up? And I'm like, yeah, I am. He was like, actually, I'm really interested in designing a publication. You know what? If in the future you ever had an idea and you wanted realize the idea and you need a designer, yeah. we need help, consultation, art direction, whatever, mm. let me know. We'll see. We'll work out something. We can yeah. work out a partnership. And I'm like, 
the next text message, I was like, you know what? I actually already <laughs> yeah. had an idea. Also, that was like then and then. Yeah, like right like, at that moment, yeah, not like a few days later. Yeah, it was on text. It's <laughs> okay. like, oh, maybe in a few years' time, you might have like so, an well, idea. Actually, Am I actually, now that you say it, now that you say this, <laughs> I actually do have an idea. He was like, Okay, um, I was like, there's actually um, a few other people on board. I'm like, would you like to meet them? And he was like, okay, cool. You can ask them over to the studio one day. And so we met and we discussed yeah. about magazine. And he told us like, okay, look, this is how things work. And like when you're trying to push out a publication, you need to get this out. Like you need to get a website out. Right, for so one. he laid it out for yeah. you. Yeah, he laid it out for you. What, <laughs> what, is the, what, is, what do you have to do to yeah. get to the physical magazine? Okay. Yeah. Do you, are you going to have an open call? Are you going to invite contributors? So mm. he put everything into perspective for us. Right. Like, and Aaron has done this before. And Aaron has, uh, he has worked on publications before. Okay. So okay. he has an understanding at least of the process. The, of the process yes. of how it works. So from... Like, this is great. If not, you'd be like yeah, we'll meandering be, around. Yeah. Lost. Yeah, yes. completely lost. So none of us are from the journalistic background or yeah. design background. So that was a lot, a lot of help. Mm. And so he was like, okay. And soon after we met around... Three months later, yeah. uh, Ping and I actually left for school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... Uh, but the idea, what was the idea at when you left for school? Do you have a date yet? Or did, yeah, we that, knew that so we you guys wanted... Gonna do it, you're committed to do it. Yeah, we were committed to doing it. And we wanted to push out the first issue, the pilot issue of the magazine by summer. So summer 2016. Right. So yeah, so that was our goal. And we had an idea for the magazine. So we knew it was going to be called Staple. This is one year ago. Yeah, one year ago. Oh, summer yeah, 2016. Yeah. It's yeah, the summer so 2015. Yeah. yeah. So you left. Yeah. You have this idea yeah, and you have this date. It's a social culture magazine. That was it. All right. Like, so we had like the idea like what staple oh is going to be, okay. what is it going to be like and it's going to be contributor based. That was, yeah. was the idea and stuff like that. And we left and since uh, after arriving in the UK, we actually have Skype sessions right. every single week. Every single and week, it's about like four to five hours. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Erin's on also on the Skype. No, no, no. Erin's no, on Skype. Just, yeah, just us. Just us. Just to settle. Like, what is the look? There are a lot of little tiny things that you don't consider when looking at a magazine. Right. So the look of the magazine, the yeah. feel of the magazine. So Erin gives you the question. And yeah, then the you, question. You, and then like, you start. Talking about yeah, it. Yeah, like you had to fill up all these like answers. Like what, yeah. what 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 kind of magazine will you look like? How you look like how even the size of the magazine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. those those were questions that you have to like answer. And uh-huh. also how many contributors are you gonna get on board? How uh-huh. thick is the magazine gonna be? How many pages? Uh-huh. Yeah, so stuff like that and uh, yeah. So we had Skype every sessions week. every week. <laughs> Skype should totally endorse us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent endorse us. And the speed was good. Yeah. Yeah, because of the time difference. Oh, yeah. yes. So, eight-hour time difference. Yeah, so every so time... So, you're you always going right. to wake and up early. And I have early. to work, right? So, yeah. I, I, have to, I have to work. Yeah. So, the even only after, time. like, working, right, I have to, like, rush home and I have to, like, on my laptop. Huh. And my mom's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I have a meeting. <laughs> and my mom's like, are you going to eat dinner? Like, no, no, I'm not going to eat dinner. So, like, I just have to eat dinner in front of them. And we yeah. Talk. Okay. And we have lunch in front Yeah. So, your time, your time is uh, 7 p.m. and then over. No, it's like no. 9. 9. 9 p.m. And, and for you? us, it's around like 
one or two. Oh, okay. So by the time the Skype meeting ends, it's around 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. So, and you, for you, it's like 5. For us, it's around 5 or 6. Yeah. And, and you guys don't have school. You guys work. That's like on our weekend. weekend. Oh, okay, yeah, correct. Yeah. That's what you say. Weekend. So like a lot of people like going overseas, they're like, oh, one of the reasons why people want to study overseas too is because you have lots of fun and you can go out to like markets and yeah. games. What well, you do on the other on, weekend when you're on, on Skype? Yeah, but we like burn one of our weekends yeah. off. Yeah, burn. All, all <laughs> that. On. Only at 9 or yeah, only morning. At night. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. Or if we want to switch it up, so her is for her during the day. So for there us, was, it's like 6 a.m. in the morning. Or something. Oh no, but there was once it was like 7 a.m. in the morning for her. And night for them. Oh. So I have to wake up like, and I have to, okay, I need on my laptop again. And <laughs> I'm not awake, but I have to like, look away. Yeah. <laughs> and all of us are dead. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but we still have to like, commit to the meeting. Yeah. 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 Well, you guys are committed. Yeah. yeah. Committed. So, think, that's fantastic. Yeah, I think a lot of, uh, the whole way, like before we started the magazine, we met a few like mm. uh, printers mm. yeah. and paper suppliers, and a lot of people. They knew that. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. They knew that we are not from the industry. Yeah. They say, do you really want to do this? Do you yeah. do this? A lot, a lot of work. That's fantastic. Yeah. They're asking those questions because yeah, yeah. you know it re uh, affirms your decisions. Yes. Correct. Correct. And it's like, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, gonna do it. Yeah. I'm gonna show you that I can do it. Correct. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's I understand totally where they're coming from. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So because it's it's a lot of work, and we're all yeah. based in different places. And yeah. they're like, are you sure? Do you know? Do you know the amount of work that has to go into a magazine? And I'm like, yeah. Is this just like a one-off issue thing? Like you mm. know, you guys might just like after a year. But they were very like, nice. They were wanting to help you because yeah, they, they yeah, tell those yeah. things because they want to help. Yeah, they wanted to help, and they mm. understand. And so they were like, okay, like if you guys are so committed to it, and you guys want to create a sustainable business, you want to do this for like a long time, mm -hmm. you're on board to help you. You That's know, we can give you advice, what kind of paper you should choose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, we have been very, very, even though it's a lot of hard work, we have been extremely fortunate yeah. that everyone has been so helpful. And it's not only Erin. Mm. Um, Erin has another partner from the studio also. So she also has helped us a lot. Yeah. And like uh, even if the launch people like our friends came about like Nigel that I mentioned previously who owns his own record label. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He came on. The yeah. yeah, the Cigar. Cigar. <laughs> yeah. Only on tape. Yeah, yeah. So he um he did a DJ, like a short DJ set. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, so like Everyone has been so like encouraging, the so supportive. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and we are very, very thankful for that. That's yeah. good. Even though like we popped out of nowhere. Yeah, we yeah. literally <laughs> popped out of nowhere. Like this four guys, like you guys didn't even go to design school. Where where were you from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But some of them were your friends even previously, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. A lot of them were our friends. But mm. even though like you, I mean, for myself personally, I don't expect my friend like you're my friend so being my friend is just like I appreciate your presence your, mm. your time your time mm. and like hanging out with you yeah mm. I enjoy like your hanging out with you and that's yeah. why you're my friend so mm. I don't expect my friends to help me out with any kind of like other initiatives that I have yeah. Yeah. because we might not share the same interests yeah. or you might not have you know my, you might not cross paths or might yeah. not have the same opportunities but like everyone yeah. has been so like even though they are they couldn't they are not photographers themselves or they couldn't offer their services as professionals. They they willingly offered their time and they're like, oh, do you need any, any help with packing? Yeah, packing. Or do you need any help with like installing? Yeah. yeah, running errands. We can help you run errands. Yeah, we can buy you dinner. Oh my gosh. We can buy you dinner. At launch night, it was so hectic that we, we couldn't like eat. We, 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 didn't, just, we, we never had dinner. Yeah, we were just yeah. walking around talking to people and our friends just bought us like 
food and say, okay, you have, you to, have to eat, eat now. Like, and I think I'm not letting you go. Let's say like one mouth at least. You know, yeah. this kind of stuff that like, it really. So I think we're very, yeah. very thankful for well, our friends yeah. and, like, and also our family. Like they'll be very supportive. Yeah. Do your do your parents uh, read the magazine? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, they are. Did they understand? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like my parents are not huge magazine readers yeah. I don't know and my parents are also not within staple magazines target market yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they read it because you, you did it right? yeah correct but um, they're they're quite impressed they're quite impressed yeah and they're very proud oh, very nice. and for your, your parents and yeah, my parents are sh- uh, she immediately like, that's why like, you're that's why you're skyping right yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah she immediately ordered like, oh, give me two more to give your aunt then I'm like oh okay yeah yeah, yeah so like supportive and yeah. also since Ping and I have been back for summer. We haven't been home. <laughs> We've been going home at like yeah. 3, 4 a.m. Oh, wow. um, for like the two weeks up to we have to submit our final artwork to the printers. Oh. So those were really like, those were crazy times. Mm. Yeah, and so like my parents and her parents are finally like, oh, okay, so this is why you were up so late. Yeah. <laughs> so Not adulting. <laughs> <laughs> so they finally got to see the product. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah that's fantastic and what were your superpowers uh and i mean that because then how you just differentiate who to do what in a sense yeah so should i talk about yours yeah i think (laughs) you guys should you know (laughs) some nice things to each other okay that's about pink okay that's okay yeah so give some credit to her yeah which is not here but uh her heart is here yeah her heart is here so she is she's a very good people person so yeah so she's actually the comms director so she handles a lot of like if we have any collaborations for example we collaborated with Emporium of the Modern Man so it's a concept store so together with them we actually produce a limited edition tote bag so she actually liars with um, the owner of the store she does a lot of liasing and uh, meeting the people and also like she does a lot of liasing with these people and she's a she's a she's a great people person mm. and I think when you meet a few of us the two of us will seem a bit more introverted at yeah. first well she she's she's very open and like a lot of times like she helps us break, break the, the eyes like really she does when we think someone new <laughs> <laughs> so she's always the person that asks the questions and we'll, we'll be like tagging along like yeah yeah yeah, yeah what do you think yeah. about this <laughs> what do you think about that yeah. yeah and she's she has a lot of energy in her mm. so yeah. I think a lot of times we feed off her energy so she always like she's always like good morning everyone. Yeah, she's <laughs> like the brighter, brighter person. Like yeah. Enjoy, yeah. enjoy. She's, she's, um, she's very she's an idealist. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's an idealist, and I think you need you need people who are. Urban. I think it's with you right now in London. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Same so, course, same school. No, different. Oh, the same course. She's also studying history of art, yeah. but she's studying at Christie's, the okay. auction house. Oh, yeah, so wow. that's where so it's the auction house teach. Yeah, so they actually have an educational department. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so that's where she studies history of art. Okay. So um, the approach that our school has towards art history is actually vastly different. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. and I think all of us are very different. So Ping, mm. I think she's a people person. Yeah, and then so I think for Emily, she's very good at logistics and numbers and getting the, and getting things down. Yeah. Getting things I mean, done like, or yeah, down. Yeah, getting things down in terms of like oh. these these are the things that need to be done. Right. And like processes and mm. like structure mm. and like making sure that we are on time. Yeah. And even though Emily has a she actually was working full time, she always makes sure that she is like she she knows what's going on and she is updated. She'll always call she always make 
give me phone calls at like 10 p.m. at night and be like, hey, I was not around for meeting. Please update me like what's going on. And like she only she works five days a week. So her two off days she spends it on stable. So it's like it takes up all of her time. And she's she's always very committed and she always gets her job done. And like we can always rely on Emily on that. Yeah. And also when we're away when we're away, <laughs> she's like the person in contact in Singapore. Oh. So yeah, I think yeah. For Clara, she is very reliable, as you can tell. She's um she's always on task. She's the one that's always telling us uh what needs to be done, like That's kinda like what you do. She's I think I think I always tell people what needs to be done and she put the processes in place. Okay. Like, yeah, we should do so it this way, so yeah. it makes more sense. Got it, got yeah. it. So you, you came out with the idea of to do the thing. So I do the to-do list, and then, then she'll look at the to-do list and, and like, project, okay, make yeah. sure that we, are, we yeah. get it done. This, or like, and this is how we should oh, get this done. Yeah, this shouldn't be done. Like, yeah. you know, so we can prioritize how we like, work better. Yeah. 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 Clara is very reliable, and she she's really like one of a kind. <laughs> I really don't know how to put it. She's so humorous. Like, just look at her. She's so funny, but at the same time, she's so intelligent. Or maybe it goes hand in hand. Like, the fact that she's intelligent, she's just such a humorous person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you enjoy talking to her very much because she's so entertaining and at the same time, she... Am I? Yes, you are. You are, you are very intelligent. I don't know how, how else to put it. Okay. Yeah. And she's Thank the you. she's the she will be the editor. Yeah. She is she's the editor. Yeah. Okay. yeah, any uh hidden talents or knowledge you acquired uh, along the way of the journey of Staple that you wouldn't have necessarily got it. You know? I think okay, in terms of knowledge, like time management is very important. Uh also being very sensitive to the people that you work with. Not everyone because I think there's a saying that you should treat people the way that you want to be treated. But not everyone wants to be treated the way that you want to be treated. You get what I mean? So you can't treat everyone the way that you want to be treated. Because everyone has um, different like sensitivities or they react to things differently. Or if you want to put a message across to like Emmy and Ping, I would, it, they react differently to how, how you say certain things. Okay, so let me just dig it more into that because you know yeah. like with uh, friends being a uh, yeah. business partner yeah correct uh, yeah. you know usually there's a huge strain yeah. on and correct. causes problems in the relationship with yeah. that you know if that's any advice you like yeah. to give I think I think all of us we are very honest to each other yeah it's very yeah, important it's to be a honest very honest relationship yeah. I think how can you foster this honesty sorry how do you foster, foster. Just, yeah. so how do we foster? I think just tell you just just tell. I mean, Lead by are, example. you need to care about the relationship much more. You care about your own pride and ego. Yeah, I think that's when you can be very honest to your partner. Yeah, that if you are unhappy about certain things, you can be honest to them. I mean, yeah. because the only way for them to improve or to change, or for this relationship to go on, is when you are honest to the person, so that the person know and can do something about it. Yeah. So I think a lot of times, that's how we. Yeah. Or sometimes I think like we are very reluctant to tell our friends because like we are worried about how they will feel or how they will take. So we're very reluctant to give criticisms to our friends. But I think we we have been working together for a long time before Staple Magazine, and even through our school group projects, we understand that it is very if something needs to be said, it needs to be said because if you do not say um, your grievances or like if you do not. 
think that whatever we are working on is the best that it can be, it's only going to get worse. Because if the project turns out in a way like it doesn't turn out well, then you will say, then you will bring up things like, oh, actually I wanted to say that we shouldn't have done this, yeah. but I didn't say it. I think one thing about that's us that's the worst thing to do. I think one thing about us is that we never say things like, oh, I told you so. Yeah, I told you so it's like previously. Worst thing that's the, the worst, worst you can yeah. say. I mean, if you were so convicted to what you are believing in, why didn't you push for it? Why yeah. didn't you say that? I think if you really don't do this right, this will happen. Yeah. Mm. If you really believe in it, then you should have done that. Instead of, at the very end of the day, this thing happened and you just blame on your partner and say, I told you so. Yeah. I mean, when, does it improve the situation? Yeah, it, does it improve the relationship? Yeah. It's just a very toxic... So it's just being honest sense. and, you know, yeah. having the, maybe a, a set time and space to just let yeah. each other know what your grievances yeah. yeah. and what ideas yeah. that should, should not be carried yeah. forward and your reasons yeah. behind it. Yeah. Also, especially with something like stable, when it takes up so much of your time, it's very important that you... Because since we're back, all the time that you meet each other is always about work. It's important that you set time outside work to be friends. friends. Yeah. Because yeah. you're a business partner like 3, 4, 7. So, what, where is the time left to be friends? So, you mm. always remember that you are... How do you do that? How do you set time for for, for that? So, example, so you like, schedule another hour for just friends? Friend talk? No. So, example, certain times we'll be like, okay, enough of work. We're not going to talk about work yeah. anymore. <laughs> or like, yeah. we're not going to talk about work. Like, yeah. example, doing dinner or whatever. Mm. Yeah. So we'll try to avoid that. But sometimes like it's unavoidable that during dinner it's like, oh no, I just got this email, like yeah. how do we how we supposed to settle this? And yeah. that's unavoidable. But a lot of times when it's too much we'll tell each other, okay, like that's it. For the day, we're not gonna talk about work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. What about um do you have any found any hidden talents or acquired? Hidden talents. Well, I think she, her tolerance is actually quite high. You, my, my <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. so too. I think uh, in terms of working style, my tolerance is pretty high. Like, I think I believe in open communication. Like, I believe in being honest with each other. Like, if you're unhappy about certain things, you should just say it. But also at the same time, I, I believe in uh, tolerating, like, each other's uh, quotes. Yeah, so some people, maybe they are just uh, a, a little bit more sensitive to uh, the certain way the certain way you speak. So you should just be a bit more like careful. But not to say like any one of them are, but you know, during crunch time, everyone's very stressful. Yeah, correct. So you just have to be a little bit more like... Aware. Aware, aware of, of how you communicate. Yeah, because it might come across as very arrogant or it might come across as very... Being a very aggressive. Yeah, aggressive. Yeah. yeah, so I think in terms of that, I realise I have quite a lot of tolerance for. Yeah. Well, sometimes when you just... realise that yeah. and she told me I have that. Yeah. <laughs> it's crunch time you're just running out of patience. Yeah. And instead of saying something nice, you just like, oh, go reply that email. And saying so like, oh, sorry, Emily, can you can take some time out to reply this email? And because you are stressed out yourself, and you're yeah. like, hey, can you reply that email? And you just throw it's so it much out. faster. It's, yeah, so much it's, more much, it's so much more efficient to, to just say, not hey, be kind. Go, yeah, you know? Go, mm. go reply. Being nice yeah. takes work. Yeah, yeah, being yeah. nice takes work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in terms of that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, well, like, looking back, like, what advice would you give yourself, like, when embarking on uh, Staple? Is there any advice you give? In terms of a magazine? I mean, or? yeah, like before you, you embark on this journey, is there any specific advice, things to look out for? I mean, each of you guys can tell yourself. Yeah. I think... To you when you're 18, when the, 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 at the Starbucks. Like, yeah, know? I think the... Because 
a staple a uh, magazine seems so simple like it's just a book simply a pictures book and yeah, pictures and words but what I think a lot of people do not know is how many people are involved in making a magazine happen and we thought that we could handle it just the four of us and even though okay fine you need a lot more help from other people it's also about uh, knowing how to interact with other people so now you would go back in time yeah and meet this 18 year old yeah. Clara what would you yeah. tell her I think you I'll, only have like you know a short time five minutes with yeah her. five minutes okay or three minutes what choose wisely who you work with Choose wisely. Yeah, and always like know who has helped you and like and know that they are helping you they're taking time out of their days to help you. So there are a lot of people that you have to be very grateful for mm. and you're in a very privileged position that you're able to do this because not a lot I know a lot of other people who have similar ambitions and they are not they are just they, they don't they're not as privileged or they do not, not have the right the resources, right resources to, or opportunities to do it. So yeah. I would tell 18-year-old Clara to feel very lucky. And with the first advice, which is choose wisely, is, is there any, like, this is like, choose wisely, great. Yeah. <laughs> know that the people that you work with in terms of this magazine are people you work with for long term. Yeah. So you have to make sure that every, it's very important that everyone feels the same way or feels um, are equally as passionate or sees the same value in Staple mm. Magazine. For example, even if um, working with Erin, I want to work with a designer who believes in us and it's very important to work with people like that. So I think that's one of the things that I want to tell my 18-year-old self. Um, your 18-year-old self? I think I... One part of what Clara said, I really fully agree, which is we are in a very privileged, privileged uh, position to be able to do this. I think I will definitely tell myself that. Yeah. And also to remind myself that anytime that one person is not doing uh, his or her job, you have to consider that this his or her job will fall onto someone else's shoulders. I think a lot of times we it's not so much of a conscious decision decision to want to not do your work. It's much more like it's a struggle to do certain things. So you will hesitate. And in those hesitation, I think I will tell myself that you need to realise that people have to cover up for your hesitation. Yeah. Because even for myself, because I'm working full-time, right, there's a lot of times that I felt very uh, thankful, but at the same time guilty in some sense because my peers or my partners have to be here during those times that I'm not here. So I think like if I can tell myself that that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I, there's a like I read somewhere, hesitation carves time out of time. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. It really does. Yeah, so let's talk about something lighter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> serious talk. <laughs> yeah, serious talk. I mean maybe just let's talk about the the, the marketing of the, the, the magazine. Uh, what are some of the best efforts that you have done? Some of the best things that you did that you know reaped the most rewards, and some of the things that maybe you shouldn't have done it in the first place. I mm. think people always like um, when they can interact, so mm. be it physically in real life or online. Um, so, example, I think one of 
what really paid off for Instagram is leading up to the release of our magazine, we did uh, like a short five questions. So we just mm-hmm. sent it out to a few people that we thought were interesting on Instagram. Like, hey, so what do you think about youth? Uh, what is your favorite like hangout sport after school? What's your greatest fear about youth? Like short five questions and we picked those and we just like... Um, put those questions into Instagram posts and we actually posted those. And so I think a lot of people found those very interesting, like what other people think of youth and stuff like that. Mm. And in terms of the launch, the installation did very, very well. So the installation that we have is actually called A Curious Thing. So we actually made this installation. It's, uh, it's made of wooden panels. So on the sides, we actually have four reading booths. They're inspired by Japan, uh, Japanese ramen booths. So when you go to Japan, like there are certain like uh, ramen shops that actually have um, personal booths where you can go in and have your ramen and also mm-hmm. alone. So it's also we thought that it was a very conducive environment and a lot of magazine launch people end up just hanging out, socializing and they do not have enough time to Or space. Read, yeah, or space to read the magazine. So the reading booths actually set aside a certain amount of space that people can actually go in alone or with one or two friends to check out the magazine and actually really dig into the content of the magazine. So I think that's good. And also the installation also acts as sort of a um, physical manifestation of what Staple is. So what Staple tries to do is bring different ideas together, so different social, cultural ideas. Um, So we encourage people to bring an object that they own. They drop it in on one side, and then on the other side um, of the installation, they can collect it after five minutes later, is a different object. Uh, the object reinvented. So actually inside the installation, there are four different people who are working on the object. So when you drop something in, um, they'll actually reinvent the object, you know, add bits, take away bits, and at the end, you might get something different out. So the whole idea is to explain that staple works as the installation, as the curious thing. Because we're all curious people. So that's what we do to ideas. So we bring different ideas together. We reinvent them so that new definitions on youth, on objects of delight, on different things that we explore can be formed. So I think a lot of people reacted pretty, pretty well. And is there things yeah. that you wouldn't have done so maybe? I think... Uh, don't get too caught up with like social media. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. So. I think that's an important thing. Like A lot of brands are using social media well. But also, time you have to make sure that the amount of time that you spend on platforms like social media are actually reaping benefits. So, are people who are following you on Instagram are those? Will those people actually buy the magazine at the end of the day? Yeah, you have to make sure that the amount of time that you spend on it, it's justifiable. It's justifiable. Yeah, correct. Okay, and uh, how do you spread the words of uh, the open call? Just on Instagram, social media. Yeah, just on social. <laughs> Someone entered the room. Yeah. <laughs> a mysterious lady walked past and she flew out the room. Dubai. <laughs> yeah, so uh, how we did it is just through social media and also through. I think one way we did it, which is quite interesting, is that uh, we actually emailed uh, universities. Ah. Because uh, the fact that our team is on youth. youth. We want the magazine to be a reflection of the youths today. Mm. So we want contributions and the fact that. Clara and Ping, they are university students themselves, so we mm. wanted to reach out to these youths. So what we do is that we email to different universities in UK and also in, UK, in Singapore, Singapore, in America. America yeah. yeah. 
And then we got submissions from them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you email telling them to, to spread the word sort of. Is that what it yes. is? Yeah. We just email different faculties and we said, I'm like, hey, this is our open call poster. We are like uh, a new, new magazine, magazine from like Singapore. And I'm like, uh, if this, if you think this would interest your students, yeah, blast it out. Right. If not, I mean, we're cool with it. Yeah. yeah. So like my school is really supportive and there's like so many thousand students at my school already. Yeah. So they actually blast out their emails for us. You're like, yeah, definitely cool. Like, if we have a student that's doing a magazine, we will want like other students to be part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, to join in and help out if it's possible. So yeah. Why not a web article? Yeah. Instead of print. I think we appreciate. Yeah, we appreciate printed matter. Printed matter, and it's also because, like, for us, in terms, if you want to go back to the circulation of ideas, it couldn't have happened without print. Yeah. The invention of print. Yeah, and like, say even like religious texts like the Bible or the Quran wouldn't have spread as far mm. as it did or as it does now without print. Yeah. So we just believe we, we believe appreciate. in print and we appreciate print. And for Ping Ping, she believes in the tacticality of print. Mm. Yeah. So there are certain things which certain experiences which you form with objects that cannot be replaced. And that is also one of the things that we try to explore in the next issue. Yeah. Like, why is it that inanimate objects can give us happiness? Mm. Or why is it when you buy a new book? Or for some people, they collect sneakers. Why is it about sneakers that makes you happy? Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. You know? So we just live on that. Yeah, yeah. Hanging cliffhanger, right? So a quick round, uh, a quick question for both of you guys. Um, um, any uh, books or documentaries to recommend? Emil Suffers? So currently, yeah, um, because I uh, we publish magazines, right? Okay. So of course, like we read magazines, we appreciate <laughs> magazines. So currently, I'm reading this uh magazine called The Happy Reader. Uh, it's a it's a collaboration with uh the Fantastic Man editor, which is Seth Emna and Penguin House. So what they do is that every issue they feature someone who is uh a prolific reader. So the person read, reads a lot. So through this interview, you find out like these people, for instance, the current issue I'm reading is actually Hans Ulrich Obris, who is a curator, a very famous curator. Um, so all think about them, all these busy and famous people is that they are so busy and they are constantly trying to think, how do all these people find time to read? Yeah, especially when you're a reader, like which is myself, I yeah. read quite a lot. So Does it explore that question? So they explore that question like like where do they read, when do they read, and what do they read? Yeah. So at the very end of the interview, they will actually have like books that the person will introduce you to. Hmm. So this magazine is a lot of like targeted towards like people that likes to read, and it's a good starting point for you to actually explore more books. Yeah. Through this little magazine. Documentaries. Yeah. Uh, not so much, not much. documentaries okay. for me. Yeah. Clara? Yeah. Books or so documentaries? For me, books. <laughs> Finally, fictional book. Right, time for uh, this, book that <laughs> this book, she's been trying to like tell okay, all of us to yeah, read. Like, okay. It smashed my like top books list, so it's number one now. Okay. It's The Fountain Hit by Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand. Yeah. It's a great book. Oh, great shit. Yeah, thank yes. you. <laughs> thank you. I've been like preaching to everyone that have to read the book. Ayn Rand, yeah. the, uh, it's the, the architect. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, so she she's actually also a philosopher, so she founded a branch of philosophy called 
objectivism, and um, and I think it it really. It's a very big book. Yeah, it's yeah. a very. So I can understand why people would not want to read it. It's intimidating when you first look at it. It's yeah. about eight hundred pages, I think. Yes. Yeah. So, but I, yeah. Do you read it, any of our other books? No, I haven't. I want to oh. read Atlas Shrug. Atlas Shrug. It's made into yeah. a sort of movie, like a terribly made movie. But I okay. think the book. The Fountainhead was a movie too. But the Fountainhead was a movie too. Uh, in black and white. Oh. In okay. a really long time ago. Yeah. Oh right. So have to watch that. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, so the Fountainhead definitely. Okay. And one of the reasons I feel like I'm recommending to all my friends is because I see a certain quality that Howard, the protagonist in the Fountainhead, that he has a certain quality that all my friends share. What's that? And I think it's like resilience. Resilience. Yeah. Like grit. Yeah. Resilience is also like, um, and it's also, he doesn't allow what people, other people's definition of like success or other people's definition of how he should do things um, affect his own definition. So I think, yeah, to, to grow up in a world where everyone is trying to tell you how to think how to what to buy how to vote you know to have this kind of to stay true to your beliefs and your values I think that's something that is is very hard to find in people and something that like I see in all my friends and that's why I'm that's like, why you are friends <laughs> yeah, and for a documentary I recommend The Act of Killing The Act of Killing yeah so it's by Joshua Oppenheimer and it's um it's on the Indonesian massacre there's a genocide in the 60s so under Suharto's dictatorship it started off as a anti-communism like um, purge so but um a lot of innocent people were killed so what this guy did is I think it took maybe eight years to finish filming this documentary so he went to Indonesia and it started off as a different documentary so he wanted to uh, interview certain like plantation workers and so they told him about oh um they told him this story about the genocide and so he tracked the guys down who actually hated the genocide and who killed like thousands of people and so but the interesting thing he found about this man was they showed no signs of remorse they thought mm. what they did was right mm. and they still believe in what they did. So yeah. do, you, do you find it like terrifying? Watching uh, it's not terrifying but it's also very... Because you find these people that are like yeah. insanely and, and believing in yeah, the correct. And the thing is I didn't even know about this Indonesian genocide even though like I'm Singaporean yeah, so and close. this is like Southeast Asia Southeast Asian history and it's okay. such a huge thing that I didn't know. So I'm like how could I have missed that? And also of his approach towards the film. So these guys are very they're film buffs themselves so they're like um, Western films. So uh, what he did was he told them to he told them that he was going to create a film of the genocide with them reenacting it. Yeah. So the okay, documentary. Okay, no, you shouldn't sell too much. But, yeah. You know, <laughs> so the yeah. documentary is like on, gonna go watch. yeah, it's on two levels. Okay. Yeah. So that's the interesting. It's like the exit through the gift shop kind of. Yeah. Meta. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. quite meta, but like very interesting. But yeah. even the visuals are very good. <laughs> okay. Advice for your eighteen-year-old self and place us where you're at. Uh, you think yourself. Um, oh, we should talk about it, right? I mean, the staple, but yeah. I mean, this, this is more personal. Personal. Yeah. Personal. Um, don't let other people tell you what you want. Okay. Yeah. And, well, so 18-year-old you at the Starbucks, yeah. okay? So 18-year-old me who really wants to pursue a supposedly useless degree <laughs> called philosophy, I think, just do it personally for me don't allow people to to change your opinion on something that you see so much value in okay yeah I think that's probably 
Um, when you think of the word successful, who came into your mind and why? I don't think, like, to me, success doesn't really matter. Like, you don't have to be successful to, to be happy. And I feel like success is something that you define on your own terms and you reach it in your own terms also. So, because, like, I mean, we were having a conversation once and, like, I, I know I seem like a very happy person, but people who know me very well know that anger, like, I'm a very angry person. Yeah, I'm a very angry person and I feel a lot of, like, when I read the news, I just feel like, why there's so much injustice and unfairness in this world? Yeah, like, so I actually, like, I feel, like, angry towards a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, and That's I think... spurs her. Yeah, and I feel like <laughs> 18, great at 18 years old, my, which has changed a bit, but 18 years old, my greatest anger was, like, the system. Like, I don't understand the system. Yeah. You know, I don't understand how things work. So your anger stems from not understanding or your anger is just towards the system? Uh, I mean, then, 18, then you look back now. At 18, not understanding. Or about, yeah, about. 18, not understanding. Okay. Yeah. But now I still feel like there is a lot of like... You're still angry. Yeah, I'm still angry because <laughs> I feel like there are a lot of like injustice in the world. Okay. And like the world is not a fair place or yeah. like... Um, yeah, so I, I just... I think like I mostly... I think I'm like a sort of caught up existentialist <laughs> like I believe that there is no meaning in life okay. yeah but at the same time it upsets me or it angers me that my life will have no meaning and I want it to have meaning yeah. so you can create your own meaning yeah so you can create your own meaning up, but I don't know if at the end of the day that meaning will stand but, for anything yeah yeah so i think a, a lot of times it's trapped within this like circular thought and then like sometimes people who don't know me or associates will be like why you bother about thoughts like this i'm just like i don't know <laughs> yeah. yeah so for me i don't think like success is important it's just mm. like what is most important to me i feel like it's and i feel like happiness is also not the most important thing yeah mm. is that if you are able to live with who you are at the end of the day I think that's the most important to me. Em, do you have anything to add? Uh, I or... think I thought of anyone in particular. Not even the guy, the happy reader? <laughs> no? Because I'm not sure if that is success. That's what success yeah. means to him. Or that's what okay. success looks. Oh yeah, yeah. Like? Or what does it look like? Oh, I think to me, I'm much more concerned about whether or not our, I, feel, I feel a sense of fulfillment in what I do. Yeah, so, and for now, for Staple, a lot of people think that, a lot of people ask me if I'm excited about Staple, if I'm, I feel a sense of fulfillment, and unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm not sure, the answer yeah. is no. I think uh, there's always a lot of things to look forward to, and there's always the big question of what's next, yeah. at the back of my head, yeah. that I cannot feel a certain yeah, I mean, I feel excited. I think as people, for both of us, like, I think in layman term, or like most people agree, yeah. you feel successful, or success is when you have achieved something. something. Yeah. But like, for us to reach this sense of fulfillment or achievement, we're always looking towards the next thing. Even though, like previously, that was our goal, when we reached it, we're like, okay, what's next? We don't sit down to like, oh, feel the success. In our like, or success or anything. We're like, oh, that's yeah. like, you just How funny isn't that, uh, what the advice that Neil Gaiman have and don't follow? Oh. <laughs> you, do you watch the commencement speech that you yeah. Okay, never mind. Okay. It's a good one. I'll link that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think, 
because prior to the launch, right, a lot of people kept asking me if I'm like excited, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm looking forward to it. And yeah. I didn't really think much about it. I just have to think, okay, what I have to do, what I have to fulfill every day. Yeah. Yeah. But when all these questions are thrown at me, I really thought about it and said, no, not really. Like, I'm really thinking about what is next after like the launch, what is next after this. Yeah. So I think in that sense, we are that kind of... Thing. Yeah, like it takes work, I think. It takes yeah. work. Yeah. So, I mean, like, and even, like... Would, that, would you say that would be the most common misconception about you or your work? Perhaps, yeah. That it, mm-hmm. it actually requires a lot of time yeah, and effort. Yeah. First, I mean, even previously, I think I had that misconception that making a magazine does... I would not have thought that it required so much, so much time. I think... What, what is the improportional uh, proportion? Well, quite. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I always... I think... For me, I always prepare myself. I think I always knew that it's going to be a lot of work. But you don't really know the extent of it until you come down to it. Okay. And especially... Or you always can handle it. Yeah, especially the fact that it's our first time. You don't realise that you're not just doing the issue itself. You're doing the magazine as in what the magazine believes in. And the longevity of the magazine. You have to think about yeah. much more than just yeah. one issue. Yeah. And come down to it, I think it was quite... <laughs> Yeah, it was like I was a bit shocked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At the same time, I realized. Were you continuously shocked? Sorry. Were you continuously shocked? Continuously shocked. That means I was like, I'll finish this. Oh, there's a next bunch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think after the launch, I I told Clara like we were just walking towards uh, like we we're just going to catch a film like and then I just told her like oh I. I thought like after the launch I we can rest a bit but I don't <laughs> think so like it. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it and like she's like yeah I, I don't think so it's gonna come soon and you're like yeah I think yeah. it's a continuous thing yeah. and like, okay yeah. <laughs> and also like when the thing about being at 18 I think we thought that it we didn't realise how big this thing is like we always just thought like oh it's a magazine but a lot of people are coming after us like oh do you realise how big this is like you're having a launch at yeah. deck like you know you guys are like trying to distribute to like one of the biggest distributors in Singapore. Like yeah, yeah, all screen. Like, you know, like you guys are like trying to distribute this in the UK. Like, do you know like do you know how big this is? Yeah. Like and we're like, oh actually we didn't realize. You know, you, you have been so focused on doing what you have at hand all the way that you never yeah. realize that it's actually this huge thing that you're But of course on. when you look back you realise actually I've done all these little things quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. But still, we don't feel a sense of fulfillment from that. Yeah. We are always constantly looking ahead. Not to mean that we're not contented. I think yeah. we are. Uh, we're, we're very contented. And we are very happy. And we are proud of the magazine. Yeah, okay. but yeah. it's just... So if anyone comes up to us and asks us, like, do you guys want to make... Yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So on the note of looking ahead, looking back, if you have a time machine, mm. uh, uh, when will you travel to? And, uh, and why? Uh, what will you do there? So you can travel like forward, forward right? or yeah, yeah, both. Yeah, both. I always wondered how will I be as an old granny. So probably I'll travel to like when I'm 75 or like when I'm 80. I oh, that means like the time machine has a limitation. There's like no your lifespan. Oh, wait. Oh, no, you can go at, at, as far oh, as you want. And I'll still be oh, myself too. Yeah, correct. Okay. So it's like back to the now future. Now the question's a bit. It's a lot more broader. I can, I can just go to some different era. And like, can you go one, you, know, you can oh, use it once. once uh, you, can, you can't come back. Oh, you can, yeah, you, can, you come back. So it's a, a round trip. But you need one ticket. I have to rethink this. Okay, fine. <laughs> I don't know. I 
think now is the best time to be. Like, okay. Yeah, to be. Oh, that's quite yeah. short, so you don't have a so, lot of time. So, I think, <laughs> for me, I think this, I wouldn't have a bad words. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of things that, like, I study art history, right? I appreciate historically. Yeah. You know, yeah, but I don't know if, like, I will, what part of, one of the reasons why I appreciate certain works is because I think it's because I've never met a person. Okay. And I always so it's like, like you shouldn't met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like you know, just stay, stay yes. away. <laughs> I think yeah. So I think and now is the best time. Okay. To be alive. So. So you really you won't travel. Yeah, I wouldn't. Never mind. I mean, I mean, you. I will travel to space. Okay, Grand. Let's just put it, Grand. <laughs> yeah, I'll travel to space. Okay. Um, uh, granny, I just Granny meet your old. Yeah, I'll just older meet my older old selves and like. I hope I'll be as wise as I hope I will be. <laughs> so I hope I will discipline myself. <laughs> um, are there any uh, say or do you like to tell the audience? Um, Buy the magazine. Buy the magazine. Buy the magazine. <laughs> the magazine. Yeah. In one week time, the yeah. web store. I mean, yeah. if I look at, after this, when this is out, the web store will be out. Yeah. Uh, and where can people find you on the internet? You can find us at staplemagazine.com. That's our website. We are also on Facebook and Instagram, both Staple Magazine. So, yeah, quite easy to drop us an email if you have any questions. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. It's over. All right. Thank you so much, guys, for staying throughout the episode. I'm really grateful that you guys are here listening to it. Uh, so as always, all show notes, links, books are all on the website. It's brianvictor.com. This is B-R-Y-A-N-V-I-C-T-O-R.com. And uh, in the coming weeks, lots of exciting guys are coming. Uh, we have Rafi Chua, the wordsmith behind Play and Bevel Studio. Also, Donnie Ng, for those of you who don't know, he's the number one beatboxer in the world. Yes, number one beatboxer in the world. So, I'll see you guys soon.